Good evening. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe, coming to you live from Fishers, Indiana. And it's Thursday, January 21st. And guess what? We have a new president. And isn't that something? We have a new president. And it's Thursday, January 21st, the day after Inauguration Day. And uh, we also are happy to say this is our 10th year of our radio show, Tom's World Language Cafe that we're celebrating. And it's also the first show of our new year. Happy New Year to all the listeners. Please uh, come back and listen again. Don't forget to, you can get a free subscription and and uh, put your email in and download it. Uh, uh, and, and the program will be uh, downloaded to you uh, as we do the shows. Uh, and we try to do at least one show a month. Uh, our next show is gonna be around Valentine's Day. And uh, so mark it on your calendar. That's going to be our next show. So today we have a special guest uh, coming to you live. And I don't know exactly where um, uh, our guest is at, but I'm going to ask her here in a minute. And our guest is Chunmei Wan. And Chunmei is from uh, China. She's a Chinese teacher. And I believe she may be the first Chinese teacher maybe the second, I think the first that we've ever had on the show. So we're all excited to have a Chinese uh, teacher to be on the show. Uh, good evening. How are you, Chun Mei? I'm fine. Just a little bit tired. <laughs> well, I wonder why, right? So, <laughs> you know that. Mei, how, many, how many classes do you have every day? I have um, six classes. Six classes of Chinese every day. And it happens to be COVID time, right? And so, are you live? Or are you part part live and part not? Yeah, hybrid. No. Hybrid, right? Hybrid, and which makes a lot more preparation, correct? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's it's a kind of a crazy deal. So, well, thank you for all the work that you do for the kids at your school, and uh, Chun May is. Uh, a wonderful teacher and not not just a wonderful teacher a great leader in the world language profession she is the first vice president of the indiana foreign language teachers association and she is soon to be uh, the incoming president of the iflta and we're very pleased to have you on the show and we're honored that you're here to, to take time to be with us and we're honored uh, lots of uh, thank yous from us and from the show for all that you do for everybody. So uh, good to see you and uh, thank you. We're in the Zoom room and we're recording the program via GarageBand and uh, uh, on a, an iMac computer. And uh, from there, the thing goes to uh, an MP4 and then it goes to uh, to uh, Apple and uh, for approval and then the show goes on. That's kind of how this works. and. Uh, it's um, kind of a fun uh, thing that I started doing 10 years ago. And if any of you would like to do a podcast, I would encourage you to start doing one. They're kind of fun. Um, so, June May, where are you from in China? Because that's a big place, right? Where, where, where were you born in China? I was, uh, I was from um, Jilin City, Jilin Province, China. It's like in the northeast area. Now, was it a big city or a small city, small town? Um, I was born in a small village. 
but uh, it's a rural area in the second uh, biggest city in Jilin province. Mm -hmm. How would and you? And hometown, yeah, Jilin city is the only city. It has the same name uh, with the province. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that area, okay. So the city, China itself has over a billion people, right? More than a billion people. Right, a billion and a half, or something like that. Right, the population of China. You mean China is about yeah, billion, fourteen billion. Oh wow! So it's a lot of people, isn't it? Wow. So, and you speak uh, Mandarin, right? Mandarin Chinese. Yeah. And that's the the Chinese. that's the prevalent language, correct? The Mandarin mm -hmm. yes. spoken by most most people. Is that a hard language to learn? I'm sure it is. I've always been told, uh, maybe it, it isn't. Depends. I don't think so. I think English is the most difficult one. It's hard, right? English is very hard. But but isn't that... English a, is hard. There's a lot of stereotypes out there about Chinese, right? Because right? right. my friends I know that try it, they'll say, I've tried it, but I just couldn't get it, you know? And <laughs> But it, it can't be that hard. I always think of this. It can't be that hard because the, more than a billion people right in china speak this language it can't be that hard right so it must be no it, not it, that were hard it just depends so language is, is okay it's easier yeah it's so language. so for our listeners for example if i hold this pen up then they can't see this but uh, uh, we can see each other here in the zoom room and so um chun may sees this pen how would you say pen in chinese Say B. B. And how would you e. how would you say I write with the pen? Whoa. That's a lot to say. Now, is <clears throat> so is there a strategy to this? I mean, it, there's a Chinese grammar, right? Of course, right? There's a Chinese grammar. Or no. Mm. Not really. Yeah, that's Chinese grammar. But basically, uh, for the Chinese language, if you know the vocab, if you know the character, if you know the sound, so they will understand what you're talking about. So as long as you know the vocab, mm -hmm. you don't have to worry so much about the verb tense like you do in English, no, right? No, for the Chinese language, there's no, <laughs> there's there's no, no conjugation, oh, no oh, oh. <laughs> No wonder people say it. They probably they get upset because there's no conjugation. Maybe it's no easy. It maybe it's not so no hard, verbal. right? No past tense. No subjunctive. No subjunctive. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that makes a lot of difference. Maybe I should sign up. Maybe I need to take a Chinese course. You know, that would would be a challenge. It would be fun to do. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's a good way to like to keep the brain younger. Yes, you know, like for everybody out there listening, uh, seriously, you know, this summer you got a little time, take an online course in Chinese. You could take course online, right? There's a lot of courses online, and mm -hmm. take an online course in Chinese. What a way to spend the summer and have a lot of fun and and few laughs here and there. But I'm I'm sure it's a lot of fun learning that Chinese language. Now, so. Uh, when did you come to the United States then? How, how long were you in China before you came here? Um, I came to the U.S. on uh, January 30th, 2007. 2007. Yeah, so 2007. You, so That's you, about uh, 14 years. 
yeah. years ago. So you've been here for 14 years, and mm -hmm. I'm sure your English has gotten better, right? A lot better. Mm, yeah, sure. Uh, so. Emotion program. Yeah. Well, you sound pretty good. You you really do. You sound good. I mean, that's that's good. And uh, so, is English was Eng English was difficult, right? I'm sure, probably. It's really difficult. Yeah, it is. It's not so easy, is it? It's I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, so, you obviously like teaching Chinese. Is it? Is it a big, a real? It must be a challenge, right? With the students, high school students, you know. Oh, the, a challenge. It is a big challenge, or no? Yes. Big challenge. Yeah. A challenge. So it's what? Totally different. Do you play games with the kids in class? Games and fun things. Yeah, always. Okay, okay. So it's probably a fun class. I'd like to see. I'd be good, you know. It's just uh, someday I need to come and watch you teach. That'd be good. Welcome, That'd be good. Please. I might sometime. I mm -hmm. I time. Uh, I've gotten so I do that more often than not. You know, I go around sometimes and just to see how people are teaching and the differences and to keep up, you know, with what I'm doing with with my writing uh, things and. So I, I, I try to go around and, and observe quite a bit. Um, so with the technology, do you like the technology or do you prefer all live teaching? Do you like to teach live most of the time or do you like to do the hybrid type stuff? Uh, to be honest, I prefer to teach live. Yes. I prefer to see my students every time, yes. not online. And and it it's easier to grasp, right? The, the whatever you're trying to get across, it's live. You can share it with everybody, right? Interact with the class and groups, etc. And those, that becomes you can do it, but it's a lot more complicated, right? It takes and it, sometimes it doesn't work as smoothly. Um, so um, you've taught. I, I I was looking at your. I don't know where I saw that. Maybe it was online. I looked up some things about. You had taught at University of Southern Indiana, right? You taught Chinese. Oh, you know there. that? <laughs> I, I saw it. I saw it online. You were you had taught there. The only reason I'm bringing that up, one of my dear friends used to teach Spanish there, Oscar Ozette. Did you know Oscar? Yeah, I think so. Oscar. Yeah. Uh, he, he had taught Spanish there for years, and uh, he was a professor there in Spanish. And uh, he was there. He retired about... 12, 13 years ago, I think, something like that. But he and I used to work together a lot at uh, the conferences. We'd, we'd, we'd present together. And Oscar was always a delight to present with. He had all this energy. And he he would, uh, before the, we per presented, he would pull out this, he'd have these this big box of uh, chocolate malt, malted balls, you know, those malt ball things. They got chocolate on them. He'd pull that out before the conference. Before the presentation, to give us energy, he said they give us energy, Tom, and we take the, had all that caffeine in it because it was chocolate. You know? So, oh. <laughs> but he was, he was, it was good. So, but you've taught at a variety of levels, I think, and you. So through all of this, you obviously like the high school level, right? Really, a lot. Yeah, so far. Yeah. So I love high school students. That's how I was. I ended up most of my career. I think 30, 35 years I was in uh, middle school for nine years and 26 years in high school. 
and and uh, that's where I spent most of my career. And I loved the high school kids. It was just great fun, you know, to, yeah. to have them and and teach them. Um, so you're at at Logansport High School right now. At Logansport's a, it's that a, that's a pretty big district, isn't it? The whole district. Yeah. This is yeah, it's big. It's a big district. We have yeah. Where? Even in our community, I think Lowensport High School is the biggest one. It's like a hub. It's like a seat mm -hmm. for this city. Is that up? Is that near Kokomo? No, it's about thirty or thirty-five minutes from Kokomo. It's to mm -hmm. the north of. Kokomo. Okay, so it's kind of north of Indianapolis, right? Yeah, but north. not it's too far. Small, one and a half an hour from Indianapolis. Okay, so you're teaching Chinese now. How many people in your school speak Chinese? Not the students. I mean, are there any faculty or adults there that speak Chinese? Only two. Two. So there's you. Me and, and uh, Missy uh, Lafour. Okay, we both are the Chinese teachers. And you're the only two. Okay. Okay. So do you teach Chinese where everything's in Chinese? Like the comprehensible input stuff where you try to do everything in Chinese or it's it's not made for that, right? Or is it? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I use 100 uh, target language, totally Chinese. Mm -hmm. Sometimes because, you know, in my classroom, there's some EL learners. Uh-huh. And for the EL learners, they need more accommodation. Okay. For how to use slow speed and mm -hmm. to add some English explanation. Okay. And Chinese, so like um, skateboarding. Okay, so this is this is kind of a it's kind of open ended teaching it right. You can do a lot all in Chinese, and then sometimes you can't right. You gotta. Do a little bit of both? No. 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 Sometimes I need like to do some accommodation. You know, if Got. I use totally 100% tag language, sometimes students, they will be freak out. <laughs> so you do a combination, right? Yeah, I do some combination. Now, so um, at, at your school then, are there like four four years of Chinese? Can you take four years? Yes. Wow. So yeah. then we have yeah, we, we have Chinese school. Now is it open to every student? It doesn't matter if you're slow a little slower, do you have to be really smart? I mean, how does that work? It's open to all the students, but for the students who can take for another program, they they uh they're encouraged to be the student who are on the honor roll, they will be encouraged to take foreign language. Okay. If they chose another pass, like to take some professional pass, they will go to um, career center. Okay. So they may not need to take foreign language. Okay. So, um, how did you get interested in teaching culture and language? Did you just that's all you always wanted to do that or yeah I just like culture you know when I was in China uh, during the high school period 
So all the students, we are we have to choose. Either you want to to be the major in science, or you want to be the major in liberal art. <laughs> so it's on my. Uh, so in China, we have three years system for being a high school students. It's like we start from tenth grade. 11th grade and 12th grade, only three grades for the okay. high school. Um, and the, yeah, in the, the second year, I mean, 11th, the, if, like the, the, the junior here in the US, we have to choose what kind of path. Mm -hmm. So I chose to be, have to learn the liberal arts. Okay. So did you, the Chinese culture, is it, is it, Chinese students, for example, high school students in China, is it really a lot different being a high a school student in China versus here? A lot different? A lot of difference. A lot of difference. What's the main difference? Or um, the main differences? The main difference is like in China, the students, um, they are much more respectful to teachers. Mm -hmm. And it's very easier to do the class management mm -hmm. okay. and here in the u.s the students they are much more individual they like to challenge the teachers right and it's it's that part of it's different correct so what about the schools themselves the high schools in china do they wear uniforms yes everybody wears uniforms versus here where they don't right um so is there a, after all is said and done, is there a lot of difference in, in what the students in the end learn? You know, kind of, so they, they must learn quite a bit, right? In the Chinese yeah, class. Yeah, they spend a lot of time to study, like a, uh, maybe every day more than 10 hours or more than 12 hours. Now, are athletics important in high school in China? Not like they are here, right? Or are they? No. Or there's not a band. There are no bands, right? No bands. Like they do. Music. They have music. But okay. Not many students getting involved. Only a few. Okay. Okay. So, but it, it's just a different type of system, right? The I mean, the actual educational system. Yeah, is, different is, system, and also they have the the pressure for taking GOCOP. It's like a, all the students, they are, like, they are taking the test for SAT in the US, but in China, once a year, they, have, they can have only one opportunity to take the national examination. Wow. It's very complicated, mm -hmm. very complicated. So one time and that's it, right? That's it, okay. only one time, three days. Plus I'm guessing there aren't as many colleges and universities in China as there are yeah, here. many, but some, you know, they have different specialties. Okay. They have different options, like a different level, privilege, mm -hmm. and the regular, and maybe, you know, like the, 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 the lighter, they want to go, go higher. I'm always amazed at ACFEL, the national, for the listeners, if they don't know, ACFEL is a, the big, uh, national world language conference held in the united states once a year and i'm always amazed at the chinese teachers that come i mean there's a there must be two thousand three thousand chinese teachers at the conference 
and they have all these books and all these, you know, a lot of things that, you know, you would think, oh, in the development over the years, I, it, the, the conference I go to over the years, I always pay attention to it. And they, it seems like every year they bring more materials, more, you know, and they, and, and really beautiful stuff, you know, beautiful, like the illustrations in the books and the pictures and, and it's pretty impressive, you know, what what they've done in the teaching of Chinese. And I bet you're in the middle of all that, right? You've probably seen all that. But yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm in the not a member of the. <laughs> we are crazy to learn to learn some new skills. Uh huh. We, I, we we spend a lot of time in the PD in professional mm -hmm. development, even on weekends. Yeah. Even during the midnight. Mm -hmm. Now, are your is your family? Most people, most of them still in China or are they here, your family? Yeah, most of them are in China. Okay. Do you get back there to see them once a year or so or? Before COVID-19, I went back home, no, I went back uh, to China almost every year. Mm -hmm. Since the COVID-19, I cannot go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I miss so, them very much. So do you, do you can you uh, do the Zoom with them and things or not? Yeah, I can use WeChat. It's what now? A WeChat. WeChat. And, WeChat is like a Snapchat, mm -hmm. like a Facebook. Okay. And what about Facebook. what about Skype? Can you Skype with them? Yeah, I can Skype with them. Mm -hmm. So and WeChat is easier. It's easier. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now, so what are some of your favorite memories you've had in the U.S. teaching in high school? The, the, at Logansport, uh, what are some of your neat memories of, of some of the situations you've had with the kids in the classroom that were really fun? Yeah, there are a lot of good memories. And also that's the reason for me to stay here. <laughs> um, for example, during the COVID-19 uh, in the, I mean, in, in May uh, last year, uh, 2020, and some of my students, they asked me, hey, could you share the recipe so I can make uh, chicken fried rice and dumplings for my family? And, and I, I told them that I, sh I showed them the yeah. link and about the ingredients and the way for cooking, because I told them, I showed them how to cook in my class. And we have <laughs> a lot of fun time to, to cook uh, in, the, uh, in the kitchen. So some students, they did this, they cook for their family and share the picture with me. I was so, <laughs> so achieved and yeah so grateful and very proud to see my students they shared it with me so the culture things that that you that got to be fun right i assume right. in classes is the food how about music i bet that's fun with the kids right chinese music and, and uh, yeah they uh, some of the kids they love they love some kind of music not all the music mm -hmm. but some of it right yeah, some, some of them. It depends. Sometimes they say, "Oh, this music for the traditional uh, Chinese uh, instrument." Uh, they say, "Oh, this music is very soothing, peaceful." And but some kids they like, "Oh, I like this one. Uh, it's a quick pace, like a heavy metal, something like uh, that, like jazz, so yeah, great. like rock." Mm -hmm. So, so what's your favorite Chinese food? Oh, dumplings. Dumpling is that what you said? Dumplings. dumplings. The, the the feelings with. Uh, um, like uh, sauerkraut. Okay. Because it's similar to the kimchi in my hometown. Okay. And then 
Uh, what's your favorite dessert? A dessert? Mm-hmm. Some uh, sticky rice cake. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we got music. We've got food. Uh, sports. Do the kids like sports? Is that fun? Yeah, they like ping pong. So yesterday they asked me, "Hey, Guan Laoshi, you need uh bring the, the bigger <laughs> table here so we can play ping pong." Oh yeah. And today I showed them, I give them a, a table. They said, "Guan Laoshi, this one is not longer enough. We need a longer one. You have that one last year." <laughs> so oh my God. so they like to play. Okay. Uh, ping pong. How about movies? Do you have movies? Chinese yeah, we movies. Yeah, have, have some movies. So are the movies similar to here? They're more similar than they used to be, right? Hasn't Hollywood, Hollywood's kind of, hasn't it connected more with China recently or not? No. No, not yet. Okay. No. Uh, if the Chinese people, they want to know America by watching the movies um, by Hollywood, no. No, okay. They feel like it's not real. When they came to the U.S., they said, <laughs> oh, it's not a real market. Because we saw from uh, the movies yes. made by Hollywood, it's different. It's not real America. Yeah. They're not real. Well, you know that, that the same thing happens happens to me when when uh, I'm in Spain and people, you, you know, that have gone to the United States, the Spaniards, and they they are shocked. The same thing you you said. They're shocked because it's not like the movies. You know, they they see the Hollywood movies and they think everybody has these big cars and everybody lives in these huge homes, maybe or whatever. Or that on the you know sometimes too they'll see a thing where more negative type stuff you know uh, people using drugs for example and and you try to tell them you say yes there are people that do that but you know it isn't every every five or ten feet you know I mean it's so they get these inflated crazy ideas right from the movies um, yeah, they have a lot of questions. So what do you do with YouTube? You, do you use YouTube a lot teaching? Or yeah, not? I choose some, um, uh, some kind of like very um, um, traditional movies mm -hmm. and music. Almost every day I use YouTube. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, when you have a test, most mm -hmm. of your tests, are they oral tests or a mix, kind of writing and oral? Um, I use sometimes I use IPA for the oral mm -hmm. and uh, for the oral uh, test and uh, uh, for the you know during the pandemic I do not give them a lot of big tests. Mm -hmm. I give them some shortened tests like, like quiz. quizzes, quizzes. Yeah, yeah, quizzes, quizzes. Okay. Quizzes a lot mm -hmm. and project. Okay, now. And a lot of work. Um, so you have um, you're in a lot of world language organizations, right? You you participate mm -hmm. also in Central States, right? Right. Okay, and ACFEL, right? Mm -hmm. And but the big place you really work hard is IFLTA because I can tell the listeners um, last year was it, it was last November. At IFLTA, all the work that you guys did to do that conference—that was a pretty much a—it was a virtual conference, right? Remember, yeah, our fall conference, and I couldn't believe the beautiful work that you guys did getting that together. 
And then afterwards, you were with Israel down, you know, the Bloomington, you know, the the Bloomington in, endeavor there, you know, where you had all the Zoom people come and speak, and you were highly involved in that. And the work that must have taken on your part, I salute you for doing all that. I mean, that was just so impressive. And, uh, you know, we need more people like you in the profession, you know, that to give of your time and help other people. It's very, very impressive. So I just want you to know we really appreciate it. You know, that's just really, really beautiful work. So, you know, that, that you do for helping other people. Um, the, uh, Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And then uh, the, um, I know teaching awards, your school, Logansport, just got a big award. Uh, can you tell the listeners about that? Yeah, um, our school district got uh, the Martinico Golden Ribbon Award for Exemplary World Language School District uh, last year by IFTA. So our community is uh, so proud. <laughs> and after that, we got profiled by Asian Society, Selene Program. So uh, this month, they're going to post all the profiles and documents about introducing our Chinese program. It's a great honor. That, that was a huge honor and congratulations. Yes, honor. Congratulations you to you and all Thank your you. school teachers there and the administrators for all that. That's wonderful for, for Indiana as well, certainly, uh, and the students. Um, what countries have you visited other than the U.S.? Have you, Europe, have you been in Europe a lot? Uh, not a lot, actually. I just went to Japan uh, a couple times. And uh, I visit with my friends, I visit uh, the border um, <laughs> between China and North Korea. Okay. And I went to Canada, one, uh, Canada once, yes. So, so Canada, uh, Japan, closer to North Korea. Have you, been to, have you been to Cuba yet? Not yet, but it's on my... Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. It really, I've, I've been there five times now, and oh, and I have a. Yeah, I will go there someday. Yeah, I have a summer program for, for teachers. Yeah, we have a summer program there for teachers, for Spanish Ooh. teachers in in Havana, Cuba. Yeah. Oh, Havana. Yeah, Cuba? Havana. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go. I want to go to Havana. Well, you got to look our program up sometime. It's in Spanish. You can practice your Spanish, and so. Um, <laughs> so, um, but anyway, let's let's move on here and talk about techniques, teaching techniques. What do you think the most effective way to teach Chinese is? You know, is that is it different than world languages that you've observed? Like you've been around the Spanish teachers at your school, different schools, French teachers and German teachers, Russian teachers. Uh, is Chinese really distinct from all of those or not? Enough. Enough, okay. So, Enough. So b b are the teaching techniques and they have to by nature of the language be different, right? I mean, you can't. Right, it's different because they, they belong to different uh, language families. Okay. So, so for, yeah, for Chinese, it focus on the picture. So okay. I use a lot of picture to teach language, to teach mm -hmm. vocab. So if you know the Chinese vocab, you will know the meaning. 
So you don't, ha- but you don't have to worry about verb conjugations. Like I walk no. down the street, he walks. You don't no. care. Okay, good. No, that sounds like fun. You don't know grammar. That's okay. <laughs> that sounds you can great. The meaning. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Now, so um, any at, at any rate, the um, um, how many languages do you speak? You speak English, Chinese, any other language? And Russian. Russian. Whoa. Um, in our, our summer program in Madrid, we had a, 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 a woman, a female woman, a Spanish teacher, uh, participate in our program probably 10 years ago. And she was Russian, she spoke Russian, she was from Russia. And she was teaching on the East Coast and she had to start teaching Spanish. And she had taken Spanish somewhere and so she knew Spanish some. She was on our Madrid program, and uh, we became really dear friends. And she, she and my wife, and we would get together at the ACFL conferences. And uh, and uh, she retired from teaching, and she uh, has a condo near the Russian border. I can't remember what country. She's not in Russia, but close. And uh, she's invited us to visit her sometimes. So. It'd be fun, you know, to, to see her, but just great, great dedication to teaching. And she'd try to teach us some Russian, you know, from time to time. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, so why do you think teaching culture is so important? Like in any language, right? Why is that? I think the, the culture, when you use the big letter, the capitalized letter C, I mean, the culture is like, the culture can include a lot of elements about values, thinking modes, and their ideology. And even you can like use the key to know a lot of history. So do you and why they behave like this? Do you have gestures that the Chinese use, gestures like we do? Yes. You know, I say hello, how would you do that in Chinese and you wait? Oh, we do the we use this to say goodbye. Okay, that so hello is like, but it's like hello, you, we go like this. You put your hands together and just kind of yeah. Oh, we can shake hands or shake hands, but you put them together, like yeah. kind of like you're choking up on a ball bat or something. <laughs> That's good. Okay. All right. So, what's another gesture? A fun gesture? You have another one you'd like to teach? Uh, well, you we like use this thumbs up. Yes, you're awesome. Thumbs up, uh-huh. which is kind of like a hair, though. But do not go like this. This means it's very offensive. Oh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. All right, all right. Thank you. Okay. So, um, so we culture significantly important. Um, yeah. What do the people in China think about us in the U.S.? I mean, are there there must be stereotypes, right? A lot of stereotypes about us that aren't true, right? So yes. what, what are some stereotypes in China about the Americans? So it's a it's a great question, <laughs> and we even have this kind of conversation with my friend many many times. For example, they will thought American people uh, they are very rich. Oh, it's right. Everybody's rich, yeah. which is totally yeah. untrue, right? <laughs> very rich. Oh, that's one thing. Another thing is that. Um, Every American uh, people, they have a car, it's a big car. Oh, we have a big car, we're and rich. Big house. Big, big house. house. 
it's easy to earn to get some money. And a lot of There's that, a lot of opportunities in the U.S. Yeah, but a lot of this that. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. This U.S. is a promised land. A lot of that comes from um, the Hollywood movies, right? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's good. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So, um, and then the. Um, what do you think the, the this the situation is in the United States with world language study versus China? For example, in China, is there more interest in learning a world language than there is here or not? China, you know, uh, that's about 20, more than 20, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Chinese government, they, I can't say push, it's like to require most of the employees, no matter in the, in the, in the government or in the mm -hmm. school, Okay. To learn foreign language, okay, including Japanese, not uh, Spanish, not too many Spanish languages. So Russian, French, Japanese, Korean. Mm -hmm. You want to get promotion, you have to learn foreign language. Is and it, even for it, the for the English okay. twenty years ago, for the kindergarten kids, even from nursery, from the okay. kindergarten and elementary school. All the students they are required to learn English. Okay, so that years ago. that helps. Okay, mm -hmm. um, so we have um, the this idea of um, um, a good world language teacher, and you you've seen a lot of classes and been around a lot of world language teachers. What makes somebody a really good world language teacher? First of all, um, the world language teacher should be fluent in the language of he or she mm -hmm. uh, will teach. Right. Yeah. If you don't know the language, you are not fluent in the language. You can. It's hard for you to know another country. Right. And it's it's not easy to to do the cross cultural activities. Mm -hmm. Like you know both sides, east yeah. side and west side, and then you can share. Mm -hmm. You can be the bridge. To get yeah. the misunderstanding or misconception, and and and, and that was one. I'll, I'll throw this in quickly about our summer programs for teachers. That for Spanish teachers that we have, the, we have one in Madrid and Havana, Cuba, in Guadalajara, Mexico. But one of the things that we we try, strive to do in the programs and w that we originally put them out was to get people excited and and give them an opportunity. To improve their abilities, right? Their fluency, right. etc. Language proficiency. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, but the people that come on our program sometimes we don't get the people that need to be there, right? Sometimes we get people that have traveled all over the world, right? And they mm -hmm. really, it's not going to make them any more proficient. They already are proficient because they've been traveling, and so we we have to struggle sometimes to get the the younger teachers to be there, right? Who need it, who need the contact more than the others. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, it presents a little problem sometimes. Um, but um, um, is, would you agree with that, that travel is the best way to, to become Travel is the best way, travel yeah. is the best way. Yeah. All the foreign language teachers, I, I will strongly recommend to go to uh, another country to get immersed yes. with the 
local uh, native speakers. Yes, right. And yeah. and then it's a must. Yeah, it has to be a must. And you know, it's something I think that they have the teachers should continually be doing, right? I mean, yeah, they should be the lifelong learners. Yes, lifelong learners, exactly. Because mm -hmm. I've known some yeah. people they get into the language teaching, and they get frustrated and they leave. But a lot of it's just what you said. They they didn't get a high enough proficiency level build up, but they also didn't try to you know work on it during the summers or or you know whenever they could you know to go and take time out and go study somewhere or, or you know just visit but to use the language a lot so um that's that's um something that i'm glad you said that that's well said about uh, the significant importance of keeping the language going and, and lifelong learning because that's how it is their soul, always. yes exactly because you know we always talk about this from year to year if you visit a country in one year in one year the the use of idioms for example the the popular idioms change or the popular uh, phrase might change you know like in english in english some of the you, you see it here in the united states same thing but in one year, you know, there's changes in the the, the idioms that are used and uh, some of the cool Please. language of the kids and all the, you know, it's, it, 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 it really never stops. This, this language never is stops. always in, you know, it's always it's in. Only yeah, always changing. You're right. Evolving, yeah, evolving. Um, so um, what advice would you give to the young teachers starting out today? The people who are starting out? Yeah, for the young world language teachers, I will suggest them to know them first. If they then ask them a question, do you love to share the culture with others? Do you love to help others? Okay. If they love them first, they love to help others, and they will be very patient, and they will have the motive to know the other culture. Mm -hmm. And that really is going to make him a top teacher, right? Right. Top teacher. Um, who's your Who's your favorite all-time teacher that inspired you to be a teacher? Maybe my high school English teacher. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. How How was Was it a man or woman? Woman. When she must have been really good. So, did. Um, how did she teach her class? Was it all, you know, all in English, and or was it kind of a mix? She taught English uh, totally, no any Chinese. Good. One hundred percent English. Good. And she is she is very beautiful. Yeah, that's good. Now, and was, she like to connect with students. Was she from China or the U.S.? Yeah, she's from China. Uh, she yeah. was from China, and even last summer, uh, I won went back to China and I visit her. That's wonderful. She, she, yes. she was still a high school English teacher. And she wrote a letter to me when I was, I, you know, when I was in high school, I was a little bit like uh, depressed and feel uh -huh. lonely because I was so poor from the rural area. And she wrote a letter to me even when, when, when I was in the college. So we, we keep, we keep, communicate mm -hmm. we are lifelong friends that's wonderful that and is she impressive. encouraged me to be an english teacher that's and impressive she said, if you learn english you will know the whole world yeah well you tell her we thank her for all her work so that's wonderful right. 
That's beautiful. Uh, into my life. Yes, that's wonderful. And uh, so this um, uh, creativity, you know, what do you, what, what do you think creativity is? I mean, from your point of view, what does that mean? And what is a creative teacher? Creative teacher means the, the teacher can always like refresh the students to make the students feel, oh, it's a new thing. Oh, it's different. Hey, you are crazy. I like you, you are so crazy. You can always give them some fresh air. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can, yeah, it's not traditional way. Mm-hmm. Like so, you always amaze students, almost, I can't say every day, but you can make the student feel, oh, we have some fresh air. Hey, Guangzhou, I don't know. I want to touch you. You're from different mm-hmm. country. You have different uh, hair. You have, right. you have different way to think about the same thing, okay. the same object, the same thing, same politics, uh, same issue. So they're curious. You they- can bring them some creative ideas. Now, do you talk much about the government with them? The Chinese uh, government? No, not much. Uh, no. No. Okay. I, I focus on culture. Okay. I'm, I, I don't know something about government or politics. Okay. So, no. um, the, um, what do you think the, the state of world language teaching is in the United States now? Do you, are you impressed with how much language we teach? Or is are our methods any good, maybe, or could they be better? Um, how would we improve our teaching in the United States right now of world language? It will be better after this uh, COVID-19, mm-hmm. after the pandemic. Right. It will be better because, uh, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people who, are, who have the vision to mm-hmm. look at the whole world, to be global. So all the doors will be open to the whole world, right. I think, from different countries. So to be a foreign language teacher, they have a lot of opportunities, even to do some business. So um, Logansport, your high school and most high schools around Indiana, there there's interest in language, but I've often thought that we need to really have more elementary programs and elementary schools, right, for language to, you know, to start early so that, you know, whatever language, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, German, French, that whatever it is, if we could start teaching in first grade, by the time yeah, those, by the time those, the early kids, the better, the yes. early the better. And by the time they got to high school, you know, they would really be good, you know, and, and from there, you know, the, the sky's the limit, but, but, uh, Sometimes we don't get enough support, you know, in, in, in the political game of, of for right. curriculum, for curriculum at those levels. And uh, do, you, do you have any ideas how we could improve that or, you know, getting people interested in those levels of, you know, how, why it's so important? Uh, yeah, I know for the, for the for our school community. Uh, here, there are two full-time Chinese teachers. This make uh, the other school, I mean, the, in the neighborhood, they are, they, sometimes they cannot, they, they are surprised why you have two full-time Chinese teachers there. Mm-hmm. Because we have sister school. Mm. We have the sister school from China. 
Now that's in the past. In the past seven years, more than seven years. So every year, the uh, there's an agent, there's an agency. They do the exchange program. So in the summer, uh, some teachers and students from our school community, they will go to China. Now that that's it. Some, that, that's yeah, yeah, that's almost every year. That's happening at your school right now, right? Yeah, yeah. In the high school, middle school, and yeah, it's outstanding. It was beautiful idea, right? Yeah. It's magnificent. Now, this you're involved a lot with this, right? Huge mm -hmm. amount. So it must take a lot of time, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of work. I, well, congratulations yeah. again. Congratulations for all you're doing. That's amazing, amazing work. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, the um, so. In China, then, do, do is our languages taught in elementary school more, like early early grades? Do they teach language more, or do they wait till the kids are older? Uh, you mean the in China the students who yeah. are learning uh -huh. for the for the sister school program? No, just normally no. in China. I mean, a normal situation in China in a, uh, elementary primary school. Do they have, they start kids earlier than we do, or do they wait? Yeah, very early, even from uh, kindergarten. Mm -hmm. They so, have the bilingual, bilingual kindergarten. Okay, so they it's very early then. Very early. Yeah, that's good, okay. Um, now, so you've been in the U.S. a while. What's your favorite things about the U.S. that you really like? Not teaching, just regular life. Travel. Tra you love to travel, right? <laughs> Do you travel you travel around the U.S.? Yeah, travel around. <laughs> so what's your favorite places to go in the U.S.? Uh, to go to um, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, beautiful Stanford place. Stanford University, that's my favorite place. Oh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful place. Very beautiful. Mm -hmm. So uh, have you gone on the East Coast a lot, too? Uh, a couple times. Uh huh. And in front of White House. <laughs> to the White House, right? Yeah. 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 So, so you like to travel, and yeah, I love travel. <laughs> do you like the food here? Yes. Okay. And uh, do you? The the school's different, but it's is it not kind of fun, though? too? are our schools more fun? Than, yeah, the American than, school are much fun. Yeah. You know? I could be like use my share my creative not creative. I say try to be humble. Okay, I can I can show my students what I'm thinking. I have more time and more uh, freedom. Uh, Do you have more, yeah, more freedom to teach? To choose what kind of material I'm going to teach to yeah. share. Yes. But in China, no. No. <laughs> and that's that's all the yeah. curriculum. That's a good part, yeah. That you get a lot more freedom here. I think that's yeah, a lot of freedom. That's there's a lot of great things to that where our mm -hmm. teachers have great freedom to teach and, and, and things, and that helps. Um, mm -hmm. Well, we have gone almost. We've gone 51 minutes already, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kind of wind things up here. And I appreciate you being on the show. You were wonderful. And I enjoyed all of our, I'm sure our listeners learned a lot of neat things and uh, about China and your teaching and, and Logansport at school. Now, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, uh, 
can we give your email out or not? Yeah, sure. Let me see if I can pull your email up here. Hold on. Uh, Chun May's email is, let me see here. It is uh, G-U-A-N-C, mm-hmm. one C, one and then the C, G-U-A-N-C at L-C-S-C dash uh, uh, dot, uh, oh. dot in English. And then it's K-1-2 and is it dot I-U dot I-N? Okay, I'll read it again. It's G-U-A-N-C at L-C-S-C dot K-1-2 dot I-N, right? Dot U-S. Oh, I'm sorry. It's dot, it's dot okay. U-S, not dot I-N dot U-S. Okay, I forgot the dot U-S. Do it again. G-U-A-N-C at L-C-S-C dot K-1-2 dot in dot us now listeners out there uh, it, it if you are interested in a chinese program starting up a chinese program i think uh, chun may is the person to talk to right i mean yeah. you've got the answers man i mean here's your chinese expert right here and uh it lo- and it's also if you if you do uh, go on in your, your browser and look up uh, logansport high school chinese You'll find Chun Mei's G U A One's uh, name there, right? They can find it there too, and mm-hmm. uh, it's Logansport High School in Indiana. And if you'd like to interested in starting a Chinese program uh, on how to do that, I'm sure she could give you a great, great advice, and would be happy to do so, right? So, yes. and uh, or anybody, you know, in the Indianapolis area, in Indiana area, and out west or east. If you're listening and you want to do a Chinese program, or if you want to place the visit, you know, she could probably suggest some great, which is my going to be my last question. <laughs> what are the top three places that you would have to visit if you were in China? The top three places? <clears throat> yeah. First one will be um, Shanghai. Okay, and, and that is? Um, the second one will be Beijing. Okay. And the third one will be Jilin um, uh, uh, Province. Okay. Jilin, my hometown. Okay. And the first one again, what was the first one? Shanghai. Oh, Shanghai. Okay. Yeah. Shanghai. Shanghai. Shanghai, okay. Shanghai is like New York. Okay. Now we compare Shanghai with New York. Okay. All right. <laughs> I want to thank the listeners for being with us tonight. And uh, we hope to see you around February 14th for our Valentine show. And uh, we would like to especially thank June May for being with us. And uh, it was a great show listening to all that you do. And thank you so much for your wonderful work you've been doing uh, since you came to the United States in the, the field of teaching Chinese. And uh, we appreciate it very much. And uh, we're honored to have you on the show. And um, I was going to ask you, how would you say goodbye in Chinese? We can say 再见. Or if we want to make it easy, we say bye-bye. So if in Chinese <laughs> you say bye-bye, they know this. That means goodbye. Okay. And then how would you say uh, see you later? Uh, 回头见. 
Quit on yet. Okay. So that's how you say, see you later. All right. Well, we'll see you later, guys. And uh, everybody have a great week and we'll catch up with everybody. And it's been fun. And join us again next, uh, this next month coming up February for Tom's World Language Cafe celebrating 10 years on the radio. So uh, everybody have a great night and, and a great week and everybody keep safe. And we'll talk to everybody later. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Bye.